depends on how much ass you're eating. And welcome to episode number 80 of Unrelenting Pop the Bottles, man. Eight zero. That's a fine age. Yeah, 80. If you can make it that far. That's true. So I'm kind of surprised you didn't do a sound check. Why did you change? Well, you went to the Apple, huh? Uh, No, I'm on the SM7B. Oh, your fake SM7B. That's right. Yes, my fake SM7B. That sounds just like the real one. Because I've got you on it. Let's see. Let me turn off the. Because I, I, I have would, the EQing on that I have set up for your okay. old mic, so let me turn that off now. Well, not only that, but this mic, I'm not go- getting into the yellows like I was on the other one, so it's I'm a little quieter. You're a little quieter? We got to get a, a good level? quieter with about the same distance between the, the mic and my mouth, so. Well, we do know that the real SM7Bs take a lot to drive. Mm-hmm. So you need a cloud lifter or something, and I agree with you, they should come yeah. with them. The sure people, they should start making their own, or they mm-hmm. should make a deal with cloud well, this lifter. price point, they should. Yes. And they're, mm-hmm. they're not all created equally. I've tested some of those little boosters that have a lot of self-noise to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. The cloud this lifter is very quiet. quiet. I've, I've tested it, uh, tested the noise levels, and it is very quiet. It does sound less bottom endy so you're right when you say when i mm-hmm. switch from the what i'm using now the re20 yeah. to yep. the sm7b some of the low end goes away right right it's not a bad Which sounding is, mic does it feel like a real not one? a bad sounding like yeah it's it's heavy as shit dude i'm telling you this is i think it is a real one honestly and i don't know if it's a real one that has a serial number or not but right. it's definitely a real mic well, um, yeah, you can see it. It's there. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, you know, this is like back in the old camera days, back when film was uh, what cameras ran on. You could buy the exact same Canon cameras, same Nikon cameras, but for hundreds of dollars less because they weren't targeted for the United States, and uh, they were meant to be sold in Asian countries, and they're still made in the same factories, but they they have a much lower price point. Much like uh, uh, drugs, as I've come to realize more and more, have a very different price point, whether they're meant to be sold in the United States or Mexico. Yeah, it's a yeah. scam. It is a total scam. There's a, a new drug that I'm testing right now. Uh-oh. Uh, I have a prescription. Oh, okay. Yes, not that kind of testing. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the insurance company's like, yeah, we don't think we uh, we need to pay for this. This is not, you don't need this. Right? And so if if the insurance company pays for it, it's it comes out to $250 a month. If the insurance company doesn't pay for it, it's $1,200 a month. If I buy it in Mexico, it's $200 a month. Damn. And now with no insurance you're guaranteed it's the same quality druggage yeah they're all made in india now that would make sense yeah so the fact that 
you can literally cross a border and spend 80% less on medicine. Uh, if that's not a big red flag that we have a problem with the medical system in this country, I don't know what is. But I'm using that as just an example of there are a lot of things that have different prices depending on where they're targeted to be sold. And my suspicion with this microphone is it's the exact same thing. This is an SM7B that was targeted to be sold in Asia. And one thing we know when it comes to the drugs, if, any, if you still watch television, all the ads are drug ads. So where do you think the money's going? Right. Exactly. But now I think I've got you dialed in here with, you? The, uh, yeah. with the EQ. Yeah. Well, don't get too used to it. I may switch back to the old mic. You know, we, point. we turn all the EQing off. Okay. Now give me a test. Uh, giving you a test. And then we turn it all right back on and all right. And now the test is done. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not giving you any, uh, mm-hmm. of the uh, compression or anything, just a nice little right. EQing. Well, and this mic, I think does uh, from what I've noticed anyway, it does have a little bit brighter sound than, um, the RE320. And it shouldn't if it's yeah, a real SM7B. Well, I mean, it's a I, good I sound. Know, man. I'm not saying it's, it's a, it definitely sounds to me like the uh, the 320 is a little bit less bright. Which is the exact opposite of any review I've ever heard and exactly the opposite of my own personal experience, which is the 320 is yeah. a very bright mic. Would you say a 320 is a bright mic when I've been using it? Mm, no. Uh, okay, okay, let me phrase it this way. I think the 320 versus the RE20, the 320 is definitely a brighter mic. Gotcha. Okay. I'm not saying in the absolute, but I I do think from what I've played back recording myself on this mic that maybe you know what, maybe it is just less low end. Maybe that's what it is. It could it's be just less low end, but it, it's I just feels like this mic is a little bit more crisp, a little more Net Ned said uh, a little too bright, and they said, Oh, Maybe not. I only had one earbud in, but in the interim, I lowered the brightness. So I'm totally screwing with people listening now. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. So the, whatever you guys hear is not what the mic sounds like. Right. <laughs> it's this down is, through the Darren filter. This is now EQ'd where I have a slight boost at the high right. end in the air frequencies. I have a okay. little dip in the high mids, and I have a little dip yep. in the low end, mm-hmm. which uh, is usually right about what you, you see all of these for voiceovers when you go this is the average cleanup mm-hmm. of a microphone and this is the first time i've used the visual thing in oh, uh, really? yeah because i normally just fiddle in with the knobs in uh mm. in the motu but this you can pull up yeah oh <laughs> and it says you sound like jen briney now so it's perfect dialed like in jen briney yeah jen briney from the uh that podcast that dvorak liked that he yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't think I sound like that, but no, it was a joke. It's humor. Don't you know what the whole format of the show is yet? Humor, but (laughs) nobody told me there was humor, but you got that microphone for what? 150 bucks. Yeah. Somewhere around around there. I may have to order one. I'm curious now just to, (laughs) just to test that back to back. I want to do, and this is Andrew. If you're out there, buddy, Mm -hmm. order one of the $150 cheap Chinese knockoff SM7Bs and do a side-by-side test and see if they are a real one. It may be because it it has a look like it had the right box and it looked like it, although we know you this thing is, 
There was nothing at all that would make it even came with a US warranty. There's nothing at all that makes you think that this thing is off. Which is the beauty of it, because that is yeah. a good knockoff would be the one that you're like, I looks real. It's I'll tell you what, there you can get a good Rolex knockoff for about three thousand dollars. Yeah, which is way cheaper this, than a real Rolex. Which is way cheaper than a real Rolex, but way more than most people want to spend. It was and not this off is of AliExpress. That, I'm totally okay with that. It was off of the Newegg, which has a lot of third-party sellers. Yep. And this came out of China, right? This was delivered out of China? No, it was delivered out of California. Out of California? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it said it was made in Mexico. It's made in Mexico, came out of California, sold from Hong Kong. I, it's okay. Hong Kong sellers shipped out of California, made in Mexico. Yep. There's somebody trying to cover some tracks like a Biden crime family. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. If it, if it had a Ukraine stamp on it, I'd start getting suspicious. Yes. If, well, that's what it, I mean. If, like, part of your dollar obviously went to the Ukraine, though. I mean, uh-huh. if, if the company is being respectful of the world around it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It sounds really good compared to what I would have guessed. Although otherwise you would get a return because I'm su- assuming you could still return this if it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's got full refunds. Yeah. El Garbajo. So should I get more? I mean, it sounds pretty decent. I would. Now I really want to hear it next to <laughs> side by side with an actual. Right. Yeah, like a fully priced version. Yeah. Yes. And because yeah, a lot I, of the times that's what Andrew I've never does. bought one of those. So I can't do a comparison because I like. To me, that was way overpriced for that mic, especially considering the cloud lister thing. Yeah, so well, yeah. It it seemed like it was a ridiculous amount of money. Right, because so about the to, time you're said and done with a cloud lifter, you're at like six hundred bucks now. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. And it, it it's just yeah. You know. So I got the the twenty, and then when I tried the three twenty, I'm like, perfect. Three twenty is exactly what I like. See, Brooklyn says too nasally. That's just Gene's voice. There's not not much we can do except try to keep um, pulling that thing down a little. I think you're just messing with the uh, uh, the settings there just to make me sound worse. That's I always expected that, and uh, this kind of proves it now. See, but I'm pulling them down in the areas that should be nasally, but we're just trying like to make it sound point two k as best as we can. Yeah, right mm-hmm. at about two k. Yeah, yeah, but uh, like. Like I said, sounds way better than I would have guessed for a hundred and fifty. You know, if you were to take the branding yeah. off of it and just say it was a hundred and fifty dollars, you'd say that's a pretty damn good mic for one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, for a generic mm-hmm. mic, that would be like, hey, it sounds like it should. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they're celebrating the eightieth anniversary of this mic. Fiftieth of the S, yeah, of the oh, SF seven B. Okay, yeah. I thought it was the eightieth. Yeah, no, you're right. It's the fiftieth. That's why I was really like, wow, Bandrew an got old ass mic, man. Yeah. He got a 50th mm-hmm. anniversary edition. I was like, ooh, that's Mike Envy. Mm-hmm. They're not even selling them. It's just, boom, they sent it to him because he's the Mike guy. Yeah. So that's the one benefit, even though it's you don't. It's amazing how few uh, subscribers you need to be the Mike guy. He has enough for that niche or niche, it's, do you say? It's not a very big number, man. I was watching. I watched a bunch of his videos last week, um, partly because I was hoping he would have bought one of these and see. Right. I could find the review. Like, did you but, do one of the night the knockoffs? Should it be uh, made out of uh, Mexico? I don't yeah, get it. Were these hot? I yeah, mean, exactly. also, it's possible they were all stolen. It could be. It uh, like they could just be stolen mics that are 
resold through Hong Kong just to keep the U.S. police out of it. Which would not be hard to believe. Yeah. Although if you're selling it out of California, they're not going to arrest you for doing anything in California these days. No, well, I mean, again, you know, made in Mexico, sold in Hong Kong, shipped out of California. You pretty much you do get away with anything in any of those countries. You're like wink, wink, oh. nudge, nudge. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nothing to see here. I did get my money back mm-hmm. from PayPal, so I was happy about that. For, for what? For the $75 autographed item I bought from somebody on Facebook that never arrived. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. And it took PayPal a long time. I will say little uh, professional hint here because it kept getting pushed back. At first, it was Mm -hmm. like, you know, the expected resolution date was this. And then the next Mm -hmm. week it was pushed back a week and the next week it was Mm -hmm. pushed back a week. So I finally sent a message to their customer service on X or Twitter, even Mm -hmm. though they don't post anything on there. Obviously, they still have somebody monitoring that. And they're like, of course, we'll look into that. And then. All of, almost immediately the credit was yep. there i i this is funny because this is literally like the most useful part of twitter which they still haven't fully converted to x because a lot of stuff still says twitter but uh because like it says oh such and such person like your tweet right on x <laughs> they're but, getting there um that that was always something that was the most useful part which is you're at the airport your airplane gets bumped you post a nasty thing to the airline on Twitter publicly. Oh, look at that. There's a personal agent taking care of rebooking you and getting you a free upgrade. Look at that. We'll get you a credit right here. We'll take care of you. It's uh, it's always better when it's done in public. Well, yes, because then they want to respond in public like, no, no, we take care of this. They want to look good. It's like, no, 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 it's all good. We'll take care of you. We take care of our people. Yes. Except for the last three weeks, you've been fucking me around here. Right. In my case, I didn't even do it in public. I just did it a direct message. So I was kind of surprised that got it got immediate. You didn't even. Oh, they must have thought it was public. Maybe. Or maybe they, they maybe finally DM. Maybe had one person that was like, oh, we care about what's going on here. Oh, come on. There has really? to be one. Oh, come on. Come on. But I still think it's funny come that the, the person that I bought, bought the item from yeah. wouldn't respond to me. And it's like, do you think well, that's a good sign? I, well, but here's the thing. I just think it's an idiot female millennial. Sorry for all the idiot female millennials out there. But I am an overall reasonable person. And well, that I, is the crowd that listens to your music. So. That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. That. I would have probably taken less than a hundred percent for just a quick refund because I do believe that the item was sent out. There was a tracking number that came as close to my town as you can get and then got <laughs> lost. Uh-huh. You know, but when PayPal, then when I opened that up with PayPal, which, which shipping method, it was media mail, of course, which. Oh, never send anything usps media mail that's, if you, that's literally like uh the most unguaranteed method you can do yes so you're taking a you're taking a dice roll at the very best the thing right before this that i had shipped media mail was a bunch of records from my buddy here in the northern suburbs who owns a record store so literally mm-hmm. going from the northern suburbs to the southern suburbs of chicago took like Still pretending you live in chicago all right i said suburbs i didn't say in mm-hmm. chicago and the mm-hmm. suburbs of chicago yeah it took over two weeks to get 
the cl- for media mail for that distance. So, uh. but the w- girl, woman, whatever she is, I don't know how old. When PayPal opened up the case, she responded with the tracking number, and I'm like, "You can see the tracking number says it was not delivered." What do you think PayPal is going to do mm-hmm. if your whole case is well? Here's my tracking number. Mm-hmm. And the tracking number doesn't show as being delivered. You're gonna lose. Yeah, that's a good question. So, and I with media mail, there is no insurance, so it's not Correct. like she can get that money back from somewhere else. So the PayPal just took that money out of her account. Yeah, the PayPal took it. I mm-hmm. believe the package went out, but it mm-hmm. got lost. And when I sent her the link, and I was even nice, I sent the link directly to the USPS page mm-hmm. to do a mail search because i'm guessing if it wasn't stolen which it's possible it was but if it wasn't stolen they knew the last place that it was Mm -hmm. and if it was something where maybe the tag got ripped the tag fell off if you could explain to them what the package looked like yeah they might have been able to find it but again no response at all it's like i'm not being a dick i wasn't like hey you didn't i'm like there's a problem PayPal will take it back. And again, I'm reasonable rather than wait for a month for a hundred percent of my $75. I would have been able to negotiate and been like, okay, I believe you're honest. I believe you sent it. I know you're going to get screwed on this. So how how much would you take 70? I would have probably gone, you know, maybe even half, like just send me 40 Mm -hmm. bucks. I understand, you know, although it then comes down to, did you offer a better shipping method, which everybody should. Because if you offer the first class, or I don't even know if you can send a lot of stuff first class, it's all priority. How big is this thing? A record. You bought a record that was autographed. A record that had an insert that was autographed. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well. But if you would have at least offered and said, hey, well, I can send this UPS. I can send it FedEx. I can send it priority mail. But if you want to cheap out. $180. Right. But if you want to cheap out and go media mail, here's the deal. We make a deal no up front yep. mm-hmm. that if it gets lost, then it's on you because you're deciding to take media mail, something that can't be insured. I don't you. I believe yep. you're correct. I don't think you can even yeah, insure media I mail. Think you can insure it. Nope. Now, it wasn't a Taylor Swift net net. It was Sabrina Carpenter, who is uh, touring mm-hmm. with Taylor Swift. So close. Yeah, that's why it was that Just cheap. Think of girl band when you think of Darren. Right. You know, it's either it's either Frank Sinatra, Ted Nugent, Bruce Springsteen, or a girl band. Yeah, it's mostly a girl band, though. If you look at my listing <clears throat> on uh, what is it, Last FM, I think Taylor Swift is up towards the top, but so are the Beatles and Sinatra and the Pogues. Mm-hmm. I have a wide variety of musical genres that I listen to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's much better. It is. It's, it's, it's a wide variety of, I was like, I can flip this, man. I saw it selling on eBay for 110 bucks, the same thing. So I'm like, this is a good deal. Mm-hmm. And the best deal is it never shows up. Yeah, exactly. But again, well, there offer is, I am still waiting for uh, some uh, night vision goggles to show Ooh, up from where'd you order them from uh, Moscow, uh, China, obviously, where else would I get them? I don't know. I don't know where your sources are. No, they don't make those in Moscow. I mean, now that you actually got paid for this show, when I was like, wow, there's actual some money there. I was shocked. Shocked, I tell shocked. you. You're like, this could buy at least a couple of meals. Exactly. Oh, I kind of figured you were, you know. Pocketing all the money? Well, I 
expect that, but uh, yeah. No, it's no, all, it's, it's, like 80% is from Dale in Australia. So thank I you. Know, I this, know. That was exactly. the weirdest thing. I did the accounting. So I sent off a payment to my buddy Larry from Planet Rage, to Ryan from Grumpy Old Benz, and to you. You and the, hey, Ryan? Yeah, I know. I really I'm shouldn't. Like and they were all about the, in the same amount. Within 100 bucks, they were all in mm-hmm. the same amount. And I'm like, they are so differently accumulated. Mm. <laughs> the the unrelenting is a very small group of dedicated people mainly named dale <laughs> which is a yes, different yes yeah. exactly a much, group of people named dale uh, it's a much different way to go uh-huh. so thank you dale once again yes and i noticed from winning i mean i don't hope this isn't too inside baseball or uh, top secret knowledge mm-hmm. but i won the no agenda artwork yesterday the first one in a long time mm. and the one I had won before I this. I didn't accept AI. This one wasn't AI, actually. So there was uh, not. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, I have. I put a couple of AI used where I used AI yesterday. Those didn't win. Mm-hmm. But the one that I did the old fashioned way of pulling a Duracell package down and just changing Duracell to no agenda, which you don't need AI for that. Right. That one won. But the last one that I won was right when no agenda started doing the lightning payments with all of this podcasting 2.0 stuff oh, wow. it's been a while yeah so i'll tell you i i get shit from adam every time i text with him about not listening to no agenda and i do he just it, what he has to understand is he's the one that changed the goddamn time of the show <laughs> that made it impossible for me to listen live so i don't listen the day it's broadcast i'm generally like I yesterday, I drove down to San Antonio. I had several hours of time in the car to listen to podcasts, so I did that. Uh, and of course, I listen at three x, so I can get through several hours worth of podcasts in about half an hour. Well, that's but perfect. It's yeah. Um, which uh, you know, I catch up, but I'm never like whenever I talk to him, he's like, "Oh, we talked about that in the show." I guess you still don't listen. I'm like, "Fuck you." <laughs> I listen, but not on the goddamn day you do it. I'm probably a week to, to several weeks behind generally. Uh, luckily, I don't use them to get my news, so I don't have to rely on immediate information. I listen to it because it's like, you know, like coming down to the cigar shop and sitting around and chatting with old friends, except uh, in this particular case, I'm, I'm surprisingly not talking. I'm mostly right. listening when I listen to Which is to the rare. Yeah, but that's. That's why I do it. You know, it's not like, oh, what, what are the insights Adam's going to have? I know exactly what kind of insights Adam's going to have. Uh, I just, I'm still going to listen to it, but I'm not going to necessarily do it uh, on the day or within the several days, in fact, uh, when it's shown. Well, but I was listening speaking, 100% live until the time change. And now that I'm watching yeah. NASCAR again, mm-hmm. back in the scene when the show was two hours earlier. It was yeah. almost always done before the races started on Sunday. Now that it's two uh-huh. hours later, it's always just right about the beginning. It was a much more convenient time previously. Like 11 a.m. Central Time is perfect if you live in Central Time. Yes. Because it's it's after the morning stuff that you need to get done that you may need to pay attention to. But it sort of starts before lunch and it goes on before anything really happens later in the day. Like that, that slot from 11 to 2.30 or so generally is easy to 
be plugged in and ignore the rest of the world. I would agree. At least for me. And we'll see what uh, this show for Sunday will be because Adam asked John if he would do the show an hour earlier. And Dvorak was like, ah. We'll see. Because What's with all the West Coast people bitching about having to get up? They're the ones that chose to live there, after all. True. But Adam's going to be over in Europe, so he's like, it's going to be like 8 o'clock starting time, p.m. for me, so maybe right. if you could do it an hour early, that would be nice. Uh-huh. That would be nice. But the first day, with well, even less than the first day, because, you know, they published this yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. have already made like 26 bucks in sats from winning the art. Mm-hmm. Where. Oh, wow. The last time around, I think it was like five or six bucks was the total. Hmm. So it shows more people are streaming the Satoshis yeah. and sending the boost via podcasting 2.0 to support the show, which is I really know. cool. It, well, yeah, for people that can get them. Sure. Yeah. For them. Yeah, for them. For them people. For them folk that can do what they do. And uh-huh. it's getting easier and easier to get into that. So that's cool. But there's a lot of people still no. that you you talk about it and what they would you have to do in order to send the satoshis and you still get that kind of glazed reaction of what you know somebody really should make an app a podcast app that uh obfuscates the satoshis like the user interface portion could just all be done in dollars oh i agree but in the back end it sends satoshi so it's like oh would you like to send the dollar yeah, I don't know if they do that like, at all or not, but I, I think don't think you're any correct. of them do that. I think all of them ask you for the number of Satoshis, but, but here's what I think. I think if you did it in dollars, maybe euros for, you know, folks in that part of the world, well, although they probably don't have any conversion. money to send these days, but for, for people that still have money to send, if you, um, yeah, the conversion is almost one-to-one at this point, but if you just do it in dollars and you say, what would you like to send? Like. 50 cents per minute or a quarter a minute people would be like a eh, quarter a minute that's that sounds about right that's fine right that's a reasonable rate what does that come out to like uh a lot no not really it's uh <laughs> this it comes out to uh 15 an hour so 15 an hour that's reasonable it depends how much but, you make doing then your you turn job that into satoshis and that's like Eight million Satoshis per hour. Right. And you there know, is that nobody in their right mind would ever send you that much. This is a problem with that I have with Satoshis from somebody who has studied game theory most of their lives and who's both played video games and written games. The the idea of doing micropayments is meant to get people to increase, not decrease the amount of spending. And with Satoshis, it's a definite decrease in the amount of spending because people think well, shit, I just sent like 5,000 of them sat things. That's a pretty generous, hefty donation I just made. Yeah, 11 cents. Congratulations. Yeah, it sounds a lot more impressive in Satoshis. But, I mean, you can let people, and all you have to do is have it do a query on what the current Bitcoin uh, trading rate is. Yeah. And you can show, like here, show it in U.S. dollars, by but default. you can't there like there's literally not even a small enough de- denomination <laughs> it's it's in pennies right but you can I, still I, here's what i would have done i'm not saying that somebody should have come and talked to me well they, they should have, have obviously number, but i'm just saying if i would have been asked about this 
being an expert in business things and all, and and you're a totally a legitimate businessman. That man. says I'm a legitimate businessman. Exactly. Is it should have been K Satoshi's from the get go. Like your uh, minimum yeah. denomination should have been one thousand Satoshi's. You would have been uh, because it would have been K Satoshi's. It would have been different from what everybody else is doing. And instead of trying to teach people about Bitcoin and Satoshi's, you'd have this currency that is directly tradable with U.S. dollars, but people think of it as K Satoshi's. And then your donations would have been like, well, I'm going to send like 5K or 10K. Well, 1,000 Satoshi's is 29 cents. So maybe 100 Satoshi's was perfect because that's like three cents. Nobody ever uses no, pennies. No, three cents is bullshit, dude. It's literally <laughs> bullshit. Three cents is the that that that's the rake. Okay, it's it's too small a number. So when you when you start doing it in now, okay, let me let me put an asterisk on that and say at the current price of Bitcoin, right? Three uh, or a hundred satoshis is bullshit. Okay, if Bitcoin kept going up back when it was 50, 60,000, and it'd be 100,000 right now, you would have a much better argument. I mean, it's certainly no coincidence. I don't think that 33 Satoshis currently is worth one penny. It's the magic number. It's a penny. Mm -hmm. So you send in 33 Satoshis, it's a penny. Yeah, so 3,300 Satoshis, there's a buck for you. Yeah, thirty-three, thirty-three is ninety-eight cents. Mm -hmm. You do thirty-three thousand three thirty-three. That's nine seventy-nine. That's almost ten bucks. That's pretty good. Thirty-three, thirty-three. Yeah, yeah. So it's a well, no. How much is it? It's it's ten cents. It it, well, thirty-three is about a penny. Thirty-three thousand three hundred and thirty-three, which is not a multiple of 33,000. Oh, okay. Yes. I thought you said 3,310 no. bucks. I'm like, no, it's not. That's a buck. Yeah. A buck. So if you want to send a buck, 33, is 98 cents. So that's right about a buck. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're absolutely right. A lot it's of people just, see it should have been. Yeah. It should have been thousand when you're going to do a boost. I mean, I get confused with that all the time and I kind of follow this stuff when I'm like, well, how much do I want to boost? I, and I go and I pull up, there's, you know, Coinbase, Kraken, they all have a site you can go to and just put in how much money you Gee, want I just it to look be. at my stream deck and it tells me. Well, you can't just be like, well, okay, I want to do $7.34. What do I send in a Satoshi, you know, for that? You need something that can do that math instantaneously for you. But otherwise, it's yeah. like, wow, I'm sending 33000 you know, or 3333 yeah. It's like, that seems like a lot. Not even a buck not even the book exactly exactly and that's so the the concept is great love the concept always been a big supporter of the concept the uh there's just they're, they're like it's missing the marketing portion see brooklyn 112 boosted us 999 sat saying screw the case satoshis screw the case satoshis <laughs> that's a t-shirt Sorry, we we only got 10 percent of your message so uh all we got was screw Please, yes, please. Every what uh, so there's we have a new a new marketing strategy. If you want boostergrams to be read, one word per every three thousand three hundred and thirty three sats is what. Uh, well, now you're getting a little a little greedy. I think I know. Isn't a that buck what, a word? Yeah, buck a word, baby. 
Well, people I think a will bucket have... sentence is, is probably good. Now, oh, come on. CSB could write a sentence that's 8,000 words long. Yeah. Well, that's true. So Gotta go the, per the word. other thing is, well, what CSB usually send? Because you track all his send donations and shit. So this show, I believe it's 8,015 usually. Is that what it is? There so, are some that he does so 15,033. Okay, okay, but let's let's get real. So he sends 8,015. You get 4,000 of that. And then he gets his other 4,000 back. Right, my, because yours never goes through. Mine never accepts. <laughs> so realistically, he's really just paying half. It's genius. It's great. Yeah. Hey, where's my kickback, man? Hey, it's not my fault it goes into the ether and goes back to him. I don't get it. I know, it. I know. That's why I'm, oh, I'm telling him. I'm like, CSB, I want my kickback for not accepting your money. Now, here's the intriguing thing when it comes to the lightning stuff. It seems like they know nearly instantaneously when one of them fails. There could be a failover, and I don't know how this would even work, mm-hmm. but for something like so, our I- show. I think it's just there's no retry. <laughs> it well, just it tries once. That. But if there's a 50 yeah. 50 split and one of yeah. the addresses fails, there right. should be a way to go, well, okay, we'll just send it to the other address that's involved because. Mm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not so much in favor of that. Well, I like that idea when yours constantly I know fails. I you like that idea. You just want to, because then the person feels like, well, I sent that to them, so they got it. And you're like, well, I got it, so it's mine. And a millennial. I like this guy. The No Agenda Millennial, he does the MMO show on the No Agenda uh-huh. stream. Yeah. He he listened very carefully. He sent in the 6,666 Satoshis, mm-hmm. which gives him two words, and his two words are fuck off. Nice. <laughs> uh, wait, so he sent that, or you got that? He's, well, I, it came through, so yeah, sixty six, sixty six. That's two dollars. Well, you got sixty six, sixty six, and he would have sent double that amount. Oh, he? you mean I don't know if you got it or not. I know what I got. No, I'm. I guarantee you, I didn't get it. So that's bonus bargain basement right now. You get half off your words on the boostergrams <laughs> here on Unrelenting because Jeans because I'm just the only one fail. with an actual paid server in <laughs> Amazon data centers. <laughs> That has this shit running. Yeah, Bemrose has the like one a little never receives it. hobbled together piece of shit old Linux system sitting Wait, in his I basement you, underwater. I get. And he I gets got them. Th- I got 3,267. What just came Whoever through? Says, that's what came through to me. 3,267. Wow, so it is working. But was that the number? Well, it was 6666, so that would be about what your cut would be on it. Well, I thought you said you got 4,000. No, sixty-six, sixty-six. Come on, Gene. No. Drink that tea. Oh, get okay, that okay, caffeine okay, okay. going. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So So you're you aren't failing right now. It's working I, okay, today. That one I got. Good, good, good. Perfect. My server's running. It's it's been flawless, except for people that can't send to it from Poland. Well, that's just because they have uh permabanned you. <laughs> yeah, probably. Nobody wants to fund your virtual spaceship collection. Uh, and I love somebody like sending 10 sats per minute here for like four hours. Who the hell was listening to our podcast for four hours? I'm trying to do the math. That means it was either two episodes or they're listening at 0.5 speed. Oh, uh, yeah, probably two episodes. And that 0.5 is five speeds. I'm going to ban them if they're listening <laughs> at 0.5 speeds. And that's the interesting thing. I need such. I mean, I. The reality is I should probably get like 10 different get Albi accounts 
Uh, yeah, because all of the stuff coming in now for the no agenda show, a lot of one Satoshi things mm-hmm. coming in. Yeah. And nobody has a very good. There's few contracts is kind of good. There's a few different services that will look Just get a at, bunch of Albies. They're free, right? I think so, but I don't know. They're free until you take your money out and then they take half. What other? No, they don't take half. Do not lie about the LB people. And I don't know they where they're even thirds? taking a percentage. I've never been able to figure it's that out. out of Hong Kong. Albie's not out of Hong Kong. They're German, oh, I think. They were on they uh, podcasting 2.0. Mm. Hmm. but i've got to clear mine out i just like to go through and buy gift cards oh, for i know what i can Amazon. do i can i can set up an account for us for this show and then i'll keep my other one and then whatever comes in to this show then i'll give you half of that well i'm getting mine just fine it's you no, that's no, having no, a problem fix this we can fix this. i'm not I turning my sats it. over to you you're we the totally one that never can get that. them working right mm-hmm mm-hmm it's the beauty of just lightning funds going around and around and around and around. But it's an yeah. awesome idea for the instant interaction. I mean, where else can you tell the host of a show to fuck off instantaneously for only a dollar a word? Yeah, most shows you could do it for free. Right. This is even better. <laughs> this is a better way to go. Actually, technically speaking, I think uh, Twitch beat us to this long time ago. Yeah, but they, they have hot totally chicks. Make, they do have. Mm, checks they have checks. <laughs> wow yeah yeah no there, there is there is some hotness there but most of the hotness has gone off of twitch and onto only fans well yeah and are they even real at this point are they being enhanced by some kind of ai well filters? the hot ones are fake yes yeah. that's a good point the hot ones are fake the the other ones are real uh there's and i've always really liked the uh the animated ones there's been a couple of them that have been good I mean, not all animated ones. I, I mean, I, I do prefer my that, women to be animated rather than yeah, I know, not right? moving. Uh, <laughs> you are a sick puppy. You know that? I'm just you are saying, one sick puppy. You're the one that said it. I like my women to be animated when I put the, the spread the oil on their skins. Was that a CSB yeah. uh, impression? That was a Darren O'Neill impersonation right there. That was a Darren. So you're doing me doing CSB. That sounded dirtier than I meant it to. <laughs> Tell, him, oh, tell Russian apologists stop talking crazy. <laughs> oh, you're crazy, man. So the um the there's there's a couple of very talented uh animator folks. One's a chick, one's a dude. Uh but they both do female characters. Uh but these are like people that are dedicated, like wearing a uh, motion capture suit which means you're literally in like a neoprene suit for that thing right to get the ultimate your your fingers are all hooked up to sensors there's a uh a, a post dangling off your head with a camera aimed at your face to do the full facial animation and and these are both people that have done the the um effectively programming i mean it's 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 not like text-based programming but it's essentially the stuff you would do for video games to animate characters using motion capture and using triggers well the adobe has software i mean it's not as advanced because you don't have all the sensors oh but same kind of deal but it's like 
there's the person that just gets a camera and then uses software like the Adobe one to do a quick and dirty little thing. And then there's people that have literally, you know, these suits cost $8,000. I believe it. They are uh, high because tech. They're, they're, they're basically like a, a thin neoprene type suit with wire mesh going throughout the whole thing and sensors about every inch or so that is measuring the distances uh, as you're moving between the sensors so that you can then relay that to the software. And I think both of them were using Unreal Engine for the actual animated character. But very impressive. Plus, on top of it, on top of knowing all the tech stuff and wearing the gear, you have to have a, like a comedic personality. Like you actually have to be a, able to act as a character that the character you're portraying on the screen in real time with people. Right. The personality is not AI. The personality is not AI, and it sometimes is not really the same personality as the person would have if they're not acting. But it has to be a very compelling personality. So this is this is hard work. I don't uh, I don't just think of it as like oh this kind of neat. This is like genuine talent and perseverance combined. Um, but uh, yeah, the the obvious benefit is you can create a character that is super cute with jiggly boobs and the whole thing and uh it'll never age it'll you know it's like there forever right it's like the simpsons just like the simpsons except for the jiggly boobs part right so i think we're going to start seeing more of that kind of thing but also not quite as involved with humans i think we're going to see a lot more people doing the initial sort of um you know wearing the bodysuit to get the characters movements programmed in and then having the software be fully animating them rather than feeding a live signal which is a lot of work into the software do the animation well it is the next level mm-hmm. i think so and there's a lot of people that are obviously right now making money doing the yep. Twitch streams and the YouTube streams. Yep. Yep. As we've like talked Amazon's about, Amazon's making a ton of money. Well, this allows you to do something like that while protecting your identity, which is even better. Right. Exactly. Because you can create that character and that we've talked about that before. It's like, I'm surprised that, uh, we haven't already gotten to the point to where OnlyFans is a majority AI characters that people have no idea are AI. Well, it's that, but OnlyFans is getting more non-sexual stuff going all the time, too. Like, they're, they're actually getting video game players on there. Really? Uh, like, yeah, they're getting Why? a lot of people, their cooking shows are going crazy on there because all it is is a platform to monetize. Right. Which my question would be, the why choose only fans then over something like patreon uh they just offer well, a better deal I, or i mean maybe i mean i think patreon's not too bad a deal i think patreon keeps 10 percent if i remember right they, i think they uh, may have gone up now but i know they we may still have, are. but but like twitch keeps half yes oh yeah and youtube if you YouTube do a, a third third live right for yeah. the live super chats so, or whatever yeah, if OnlyFans is less than that, uh, then that would make it. Plus, I think there might be some benefit to saying, oh, I have a cooking show on OnlyFans, and more people tune in. 
Well, the name is not inherently dirty. When you hear, oh, I'm going to my OnlyFans yeah, site. dirty-ish. I mean, it's basically <laughs> the first thing you think of when you think of OnlyFans is a college girl. Well, now, but the name itself, devoid right. of anything you know about the site. Yeah, yeah. yeah. OnlyFans it, sounds better to me than a site called Patreon, because a lot of people are like, what's I Patreon know. mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and OnlyFans, I think the original concept for it was to basically compete with patreon to not be dirty mostly do videos it was not originally marketed as a a porn site but i think that they being very libertarian minded did not immediately shut down the porn side of it which is you know then grew to tremendous numbers to where their their top uh top talent in that arena were making crazy money like uh 30 million a month yeah that's not bad that's, that's a million more day than we're making here on unrelenting that's, in fact it 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 is and it's like we should be making that much i think so i mean yeah. we're getting closer net ned sent in 66 66 satoshis and used his that's two words good. wisely he said i mean if more look, coffee don't you sell all, coffee sure why not let's do it uh 30 30 million sats is all we ask that's all what per is month what does 30 million get you about 10 bucks <laughs> once all the yeah you're like once the <laughs> fees are done and you convert that to uh u.s currency uh yeah yeah no i it's, it's a little more than that. but uh so one one bitcoin which is twenty nine thousand three hundred seventy five dollars is 10 million satoshis Yes, so thirty million satoshis would be eight thousand eight hundred dollars, sixty thousand dollars, eight thousand eight hundred and six dollars and fifteen cents currently. Oh, well, there you go, perfect. Which, yeah, we'd be very happy with that on a monthly basis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would almost be enough to pay Darren's rent and my food bill, right? <laughs> Which are oddly right about the same. And I think my, I might be spending more in food. Well, I don't think that's a surprise. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I, I can only have the best sushi flown in direct from Japan. Yeah, and you don't? No, I don't. Oh. I don't. I don't have a sushi guy that flies. You actually, you need two sushi guys that are constantly in motion, bringing you mm-hmm. fresh sushi from Japan. They put it into a little ice, you know, I mean, cooler. They jump on the plane. They fly over. They just go to your house and go back to get more. Yeah, I. I mean, you're saying that like it's funny, but I actually do have a guy <laughs> that, that ships in sushi once a day from Japan. See, but does he, does he ship it in or does he bring it himself? There's a difference. Oh, it's definitely an airplane flight. You need the personal sushi guy the, to bring it. It's the same place where all the, the sushi restaurants buy theirs. See, Brooklyn says, you know, you could fly to Japan for the sushi. No, that's inconvenient. No, I do that. How often? Not very. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Not very often these days. I, I used to do it more frequently. Well, if you had a um, client sushi, in Japan, that I'll would be better. I'll tell you what, sushi was a lot cheaper in Japan back when I used to fly there regularly. Has that uh, become more of a an expense there? Because it, it was obviously started there, right? I mean, I'm not a yeah, big sushi guy. Yeah, because sushi was, you know, like most ethnic foods, it, it was just consumed by the locals, right? So whenever there were foreigners, they would some of them anyway would try this stuff but it it wasn't like a universal food the way it is right now where i think people in literally every country now have sushi restaurants somewhere 
And I think as the demand went up, a lot of people saw the dollar bills or the, I guess the yen and, uh, realized that, hold up. What if we cater not to the locals, but to the tourists and we charge like four times as much. And they're like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Because I think the number of expensive sushi restaurants, first time I went to Japan, uh, literally the first time I went to Japan, also the first time I had sushi in Japan, obviously, was in 1999. And, um, and then I went, uh, about once a year after that, but it was, um, I remember eating sushi and I ate sushi almost every day that when I was there, uh, well, the, on on. Were you hooked like the first time you had it? You were like, whoa, I liked it. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, first time I had sushi was in the U S actually, but, but eating in Japan, it was good and it was cheap. And by cheap, I mean like there was restaurants that were anywhere from 10 bucks up to about $40. And at that time in the U S the only sushi places were 40 to $60. And what I mean by the dollar amount is like, given the type of sushi i want to eat that's how much it would end up costing but in japan there was a there were there were multiple places but there's one right next to my hotel in osaka where um you know it was like basically a buck a plate damn that's not bad at all yeah it was like a conveyor sushi place and you know i'd have how high were the plates gene how high eight and 15 plates depending on how hungry i was and uh yeah so it was probably 10 12 bucks average uh and it was very good sushi it wasn't like shitty cheap sushi it was cheap but it wasn't shitty at all and then the most fancy place i went to they didn't speak english that was really fun uh so i had to use a super rudimentary japanese to order sushi but it worked out in the end a lot Um, of pointing like i want this yeah well it, it like i had luckily remembered enough uh japanese to be able to order the sushi but it was a real test because it was it, it was like can i communicate and remember the words for these things or go hungry and well, you can guess hey, who, which, yeah. which part of the brain won on that one we've all seen gene and we know he's not going hungry so he figured yeah. out how to get the I'm food i'm hungry for a while and yeah although i i maybe well yeah so the the um uh the sushi in Japan, I think, definitely used to be. The last time I was there, it was a lot, quite a bit more expensive. Now, what is your uh, go-to steak at a uh, steakhouse? Filet mignon. The filet, what size? We got uh, 7, 10, or 14 at Gibson's. You have a 14-ounce 14, 14, uh, filet. 14-ounce filet? Uh-huh. Wow, that's, I know. Pretty, that's a good cut. Uh, so is that, like, uh, is, is that, like, extra thick then or how do they make it i mean they will butterfly it for you okay i was gonna i was wondering about that was which way because that sounds just like a tenderloin not a filet because like it's big that's a big filet give me just 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 cook the tenderloin don't bother trying to make it into a steak yeah uh i don't know it's whatever they have i mean a lot of places don't have anything over eight ounces um i'm super hungry uh, i'll order two of them which always makes the person i'm with decide that they're not going to pay for the meal. Uh, 
I'll have two of the most expensive things on your menu, please. Thank you. I can see that. It's not bad enough for one, but she's like, let me see. I'll have uh, two of the fillets. Give me a lobster tail and then a lobster tail to go. Okay. Would that be cool? Thanks. You're like, you're paying, right? I just want to be sure about this. Yeah. Hey, thanks for treating. Yeah. uh, It's interesting though, because I'm looking, I was seeing what the prices currently are Uh at Gibson's and the seven ounce filet. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't come with anything else. So this isn't like yeah. you're getting your sides yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. The seven ounce is fifty-one dollars. Mm-hmm. The fourteen ounce is seventy-one dollars. That seems like a bargain. Yeah, they, uh, that's not a bad deal for that size. But seven ounce, what what how do they steal the extra ounce? They're usually eight ounce. I know. I was trying to compare Gibson's to another steakhouse the other day, mm-hmm. and the Gibsons were all the uh, the always a little bit different. Yeah, the big uh, porterhouse, the forty-eight ounce porterhouse, one hundred and fifty mm-hmm. bucks now. Oh, that's insane! The porterhouse time, generally is, was like sixty-five dollars to seventy-five dollars. This is the new Biden economy. This stuff has yeah. gone up exponentially. You know what else has gone up? Speaking of Biden economy, that I just uh, read them about yesterday is the uh, salaries for UPS workers. Yes. Oh yeah, my brother-in-law works this? for them. Uh, so with the currently uh, negotiated contract, UPS worker uh, will by five years will be making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That was including their benefits, but their benefits are very good. The actual take home pay was going up from an average of I think it was seventy or seventy five up to like ninety five over the next five years. But they then they do include in their so all of the insurance and all of those kind of benefits mm-hmm. that they get. And my brother-in-law has been there now. He's about a couple of years younger than me. So he's about mm-hmm. 50. He's been yeah. with UPS since he was 18. I think he started as a driver when he was mm-hmm. like 20. So it's just like 30 years now. He yep. gets like three months off a year. I mean, it's great. Yeah. So $150,000 salary and it's with benefits. Whatever with benefits, fine. Whatever. Point is, the UPS drivers are making uh, as much money as a lot of white collar workers these days. Oh, more than a lot. There's no, there's no doubt yeah. about that. He has been making a lot of money for a long time, and I wasn't yeah. sure how this worked. I don't know if this new deal is going to change things. Yeah, but he was still working on the union agreement that they made like 25 years ago because he yeah. was grandfathered into it. So well, luckily they'll all be out of job soon enough. Well, yeah, because, uh, because AI the, and the flying robot delivery services, were going to completely kill off UPS and uh, make Amazon a lot more money. Well, Amazon's the one like, I'm glad we went to our own delivery service oh, that yeah, they can control because yeah. they're not, they're not unionized. And even if they try to go unionized, you know, that's going to it'll take a long time to build up to where UPS is. And I understand they deal with a lot of crap. I mean, depending on what area you live in, there are some UPS routes that are better than others. I mean, if you're in Chicago, you know, winter don't work there for UPS, right? Getting shot at. I mean, now, if you live in some place where the weather is mild all the time and nobody's shooting at you. Well, hold on. So getting shot in the winter is worse than getting shot in the summer? No, I'm saying both, either the winter okay. cold or getting right. shot at. Oh, uh, okay, okay. To be fair, you'd probably get shot at less in the winter than you would in the summer. Probably. 
Yeah. So that's a benefit. One of the Unless big deals. Unless you get shot from inside the house. Yeah. Well, that's just the calls coming from inside the house. Yeah. I Look, I don't think that the that it's a, I mean, it's definitely a blue collar job. It's something that a lot of people don't want to do. Right. Is do package delivery. I get it. There's a reason that the U.S. Post Office was always notorious for having a bunch of suicide uh, yes. gunmen running around. Well, yeah, right? that they were going to actually just snap at some point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I get all that. Um, but what we're ending up with is a an inflation curve that is disproportionate based on the job that you work and the sort of socioeconomic class you're in because on the high end uh like for for example um let's go with the super high end right we'll start at the top and work down super high end uh, at uh open ai the average salary is $850,000 including benefits see i'm not going to forget your benefits right the bennies are big cuz people they yeah, hear the that bennies are at least home. yeah they're at least $50,000 worth of benefits in there. Yes. But it's an $850,000 average salary. Which is Think nice. About that. That's that's like a million dollars every 15 months. How do we now, do this? What what job was this for? This is this is CSB. This is how much CSB makes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh working at OpenAI. And then uh you go down to like Amazon uh amazon uh technical project managers out there they make about three hundred and fifty thousand a year yeah my niece uh, who is uh just a couple of years out of college is mm-hmm. works in hr for amazon and makes way more mm-hmm. money than you would believe yeah so and then you uh you go down uh to like here in austin a ut brand new grad with a degree in computer science, a developer, programmer, right? Uh, their starting wage in Austin for most companies is going to be $160,000. So when you look at those jobs and you think, oh, $150,000 for a uh, delivery dude, that's probably in line, right? Well, because the physical labor is something that is still essential because there is a lot of packages that have to be delivered due to the e-commerce being as right, big as it is. Right, right. No, I, I get all that. But here's the here's the problem is that uh looking at those three examples or four examples of jobs that seem to be pretty well paid. I mean it's sort of like starting wages are six figures. Like nobody makes less than six figures. Uh but then there's a whole shit ton of people, probably a good forty percent of the population never gets to six figure salaries we become like the podcasters jobs they work are uh, well there's a handful of podcasters making a million dollars out there true i mean then i'm not even including joe rogan i mean like actual podcasters um joe rogan came with a lot of uh notoriety he was a tv presenter for many years he was a comedian well you sound he, so british when you call him a tv presenter well, I don't know why you think that's British. Because nobody else anyway. calls it a TV presenter. Well, everybody at university called them TV presenter. Everybody, everybody at university or when I was on holiday called it that. Yes, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, consequently, sorry, I had to play into that. 
it seems like a lot, but it's not like the, like for call centers or even just receptionists, they're still making 40, 45,000 a year. Uh, when, when there are literally people making 10 times as much as them, um, the, that disparity between the, what the Democrats love to call the, the working class or the working poor, uh, and sort of the middle class Americans who are making 200, 300,000 a year is getting bigger and bigger because there it used to be that everybody made under a hundred thousand except for senior management right or investors or lawyers or you know people that have made over six figures for a damn long time but we kind of went from a country where the job rates varied from about twenty five thousand dollars to about a hundred thousand dollars with then exceptions above that to a country now where the job rates well maybe not twenty thousand but still forty thousand but that the top end just went sky high. It's, it's literally pushing a million dollars a year now. Well, and the bottom and, got pushed and up these are, because of the and, minimum wage increases. Yeah, but it, but it hasn't matched inflation. No, well, it's never I'm, going to. I'm not to. for minimum wage by any stretch, but if you look at the actual value of a U.S. dollar today, using the same formulas that were used back in the 80s, what we have is roughly a 330, I think, 340% inflation over the last 40 years. So when we had a, uh, a $20,000 car in 1990, that car is roughly the same as a $90,000 car today. Like that dollar amount is worth the same. Right. So people making $40,000 today, well, they would have been making $12,000 in the 80s, except they weren't. Well, they it's were a making similar 20000 in the 80s. Well, it's similar to the whole Satoshi thing, too, because people cannot process that in their, in their heads. They can't figure out the inflation rate, and they can't figure out. They yeah. just see the overall number and think, well, that's more. Like, well, it's not because everything else costs, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you may be making 20% more than you were then, but yeah. everything else has gone up 40%. So that's yeah. a loss. Yeah. Uh, you now you recently had to replace an air conditioner. So you would know this, but yeah. most people would not know how, what is the price of an air conditioner in 2023 to have a new condenser put in, not a new furnace, just the condenser put in mm -hmm. itself installed was mm -hmm. 3800 bucks okay well you got a sweet deal but the real price so let's say you <laughs> your your ac dies and you want your guys come out and say yeah we're gonna you know here's here's what we're gonna propose we put in here you were a little undersized before they always tell you that died. my guy didn't because he's actually a friend and legit right. and retired so we'll see in five years but uh -huh. no it's when, working fine uh, when you <laughs> yeah all he looked at your heart for some reason before he sold the unit to you yeah like you can determine no the price point no problem so at all. let me let me just take a look at your uh uh your e e ehrt here and then we'll uh we'll give you the price point i think it was the same exact size as the unit that was replaced that had been working yeah. fine for over a decade yeah exactly. until it wasn't exactly so anyway but i'll tell you what it is because i work with these guys all the time uh it's about thirty thousand dollars 
uh, if you want to get a new AC unit, it's you have to basically get a home equity loan. For wait, so not, th- that thirty grand, that's a little bit too high. No, this is the average ticket price of a new air conditioning system for an existing home. Well, what size home are we dealing with here? Texas size home. What is a Texas? That seems a little larger than what we've got going here then. Actually, multiple. It, it's southern. Okay, not where you live in the middle of frozen tundra, but for people living on the southern states of the United States. Where it is a little that warmer. Is, that, well, what has to... Keep in mind, like my AC runs twenty four seven without turning off for about six months. Now, most ACs that you would sell up north don't need to do that. That's true. So you can you can have lower life cycle units sold up north because you just don't need them. It'd be a waste to do that, uh, and those are going to be cheaper. But if you're buying an AC down south. It's going to be about 30K. Now, have there been plenty of people that have bought them for less? Of course. It all depends on what you finally agree to. But if you go with the unit that the AC dude is telling you is the right fit for your house, and you buy something that'll last you at least 20 years, you're going to spend $30,000 on it. I remember when my parents bought an AC unit to replace the one they had back in the 80s, and it cost. $3,000. $3,000. So we're seeing prices that have gone up a lot more than the 300 and whatever percentage that the total inflation has been um, on select items. Like I remember buying eggs not that long ago, even maybe 20 years ago, buying eggs for 39 cents, 49 cents for a carton of 12. Hell, they were giving them away free at times. Uh, okay, sure. I don't. I don't think I've ever gotten free eggs. But really, your grocery store doesn't do that. Like, hey, you're dude. a great customer. Here's a coupon: free dozen eggs. Definitely not. Wow, you're in the uh, wrong place then. Uh, clearly, but now but th- I do remember house, buying them for thirty nine cents. Well, that's not bad. This old house says you can buy a five ton unit for materials and installation between nineteen hundred and forty two hundred. Uh, no. It's what this Not old here. house says. I, are you, are you well, talking this about This house might be a contractor different? that can buy stuff wholesale. I well, don't no, know. It's, but a, it's a show. Don't you remember this old house with Norm and uh, and the other guy? It was a great Norm show on PBS, guy. this old house. You never watched this old house? I don't think so. Oh, you got to check it out, man. It was always great. No. Well, uh, either way, uh, I, I'm just telling you about southern states now i've worked with multiple air conditioning companies in southern states and uh, i was shocked at how expensive these things were uh and what it comes down to is uh to have air conditioning that will both provide the level of cooling that you want and the longevity that you need given the cycle rates or the run rates in southern states Again, I'm not saying that up north you're going to spend that much, but down here, that's what's going to either that or if you get get something that's uh, significantly cheaper, you're just going to replace it more frequently. So, would you rather replace an air conditioner every seven to ten years for ten thousand dollars, or replace it once for twenty to thirty thousand? 
And the same thing with the uh, how cool it can get your house. It's been over 110 degrees every single day in, in Austin here for months. Well, I've got a, a place in San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, and Fort Worth that's on the high end looks like about 5,000. Are you uh, sure we're talking about yes. the same uh, types of units? Or well, I don't know. Air conditioning. What, what place have you got that's 5,000? It is atlasacrepair.com. Now they do a, a heat pump. whole system is about yeah, seventy five. Nobody here does heat pumps unless they're retarded. Well, yeah, because it's not going to cool your house enough. No, but that's what soon. That's going to be the federal law. You wait and see. That's going to be the new federal law. Be like, well, no, you can't have a condenser unit. Those are way too hard on the environment that we're trying mm-hmm. to save. Yep. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, they've got prices listed, but that it's when they, I guarantee you, when you, they get to your house, dude, the quote they're going to give you is a lot more than this. Now I do see here, how much is a higher efficiency AC system? And if you have a five ton high efficiency that they go up to uh, about 18,000, which you're getting more in that range then. Uh, well that, and then I think the price you're looking at that the $5,000 is it's the unit cost. So double that with installation. And these are probably still undersized and cheap units. You might need four or five of them for one house. Just try to keep yourself you, cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I it's all I know is I looked the, here's how I know pricing. I looked at the books. <laughs> I looked at the financials of these companies. So I should be, so really I know how much then. they're making from air conditioners. And it comes out to about 30 grand for a new install. Now, obviously, they don't make that on service calls. They don't make it if they just right. come in and do a coil replacement. Now, is All this those are going to be less. Doing a lot of work in the house, or is this a replacement? Or is, you know, because there's also going to be cost if it's a brand new install. Because mm-hmm. I, although I guess it's rare well, it's at this point to find homes. House. That, it's a new install in an old house. Gotcha. So, I mean, there should be ducts and all that ready run through the house, not. Uh, Although I can see uh, if it's in a really old house, they if they never had any uh, duct work put in. Yeah. I mean, we look at uh, people like our buddy Bemrose up in uh, the upper great uh, you know northwest of the United States mm-hmm. uses an, a, a gas, not a gas stove, a wood stove in the house to heat up the place. So, Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like living off the grid, man. He has to come in and put firewood in and light it up if you want to be warm in the winter. Yeah, I mean, like, even from looking at this Atlas site, you look at it, it's like, uh, it's $164 per vent. You have 15 vents in the house, that's 2500 bucks. Yeah, that would all add up if you're doing any kind of work inside duct the house. Runs, yeah, duct run costs, that's another $3,500. I mean, all this shit starts to add on you're like you may as well just move someplace cooler it seems way easier uh yeah oh and then okay so here we go high efficiency ac system there that's more like it so seventeen thousand dollars i already said that um yeah so 17 well there you go 17 plus labor about 30 grand that is insane really it's a lot it is a lot of money and um 
and if you go with a uh, you know a, a better known brand like a Bosch or something uh, or a higher quality brand I should say then all of the prices obviously go up as well so now having said that uh, the reason I brought it up obviously is as an example of stuff that's gotten ridiculously expensive like the AC costs as much as a car I don't oh, yeah. remember an air conditioner ever costing as much as a car 20, 30, 40 years ago. Like those were not comparable price. Right. Items. You would never, you would have not talking thought, about a Yugo. Yes. You would have not thought like someday air conditioners are going to cost this. Right. And I don't mean like an old car. I mean, like you could buy a perfectly drivable Toyota. I don't know, not a Camry, but whatever the cheaper one of that is than a Camry for 30 grand still. I'm pretty sure they still make those Corolla or something. Yeah, I think so. Or a, uh, you know, a Honda, whatever their thing that's cheaper than the Accord is. The Civic? Is it? Maybe, yeah. I bet you a Civic's 30 grand or less still. I haven't looked at those in a long time, but probably, I would guess. No, I haven't looked at new cars in a long time. We drive them until they die. Mm-hmm. It's a much yeah, better then- way to go with the current pricing and everything. And I saw a guy do a breakdown the other day on uh-huh. why there are no small pickup trucks anymore and it's all because of the epa and their fucking there standard small pickup trucks what are you talking about very few small pickup trucks there are on the road. two of them there are, there are, there's, there's two, two well, there's a lot there's yeah. two of them you mean models well, there's, there's not two none. of them there's two on there's the road none. and i i actually like the ford one i think it's super cute um I, I forget what it's called it's like the ford it's not it's smaller than the ranger ranger is now like a full-size truck or a i guess they're not still technically called full-size they're I don't know, but if you look at the size of the current Ranger, its dimensions, its uh, length, width, and height are about the same as an F-150 was 20 years ago. Right. And the, back then, of course, the Ranger was way smaller. But now they've got another one that is super cute. Looks like the old Ranger. I I seriously uh, am thinking of picking one of those up because uh, I've always liked small trucks. Like, to me, that's a... A pretty good utilitarian vehicle. Well, it's good to have down there in Texas. You can or you can throw anywhere. Some, you can throw some stuff in the back. I just like having something that, yeah, that you can put things into without worrying about. Can you open up your your hatchback enough to fit the thing in? But all you of know. these, just looking at the Ford site, I mean, do you not remember like the little Toyota pickup trucks we had in the eighties yeah. that were? Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, these are far and they've wide all grown too. They've larger. all gotten way bigger, right? Well, this is this is it because of the EPA standards for fuel mileage that they basically screwed the small trucks. Even though it makes no sense because the small trucks would actually use, you know, oh, those tr- yeah, those there you go. those trucks back in the uh, in the eighties were little, you know, four cylinder, you know, little mm-hmm. mini things, not uh, what you have yeah. today. Yeah, the Maverick, that's the one. Like, I could totally see getting one of those because it, it's it's small. It fits in parking spaces. Because the other thing, you drive an F-150 or whatever brand of truck, the full-size ones right now, the, I mean like the 1500 or the 150s, not the 25 or 35s. They're barely parkable. Oh, I know. They, they barely fit in the spaces. Like, there's no, you better hope there's no other truck parked next to you. 
Uh, um, although, uh, okay, so the Maverick starts at 23,000 for the basic version, but then it goes up to 35,000 pretty quickly. Uh, oh, wait, you want wheel? You want tires on it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be an extra uh-huh. charge. No, it's yeah. You could end up with a small truck that's forty grand without trying too much. Those floor mats are very expensive, Gene. Uh, yeah. No, I, I I think those come with it. Actually, it does include the floor mats. But I don't know. It, it's whatever you want to throw in the back. It's just it's nice and practical to have a uh a truck bed in the back. Fly the Russian flag <laughs> in the truck. Uh huh. Like well, in Texas, they like to have the big Texas flags, don't they? Yeah, you know, the Everybody back window or something. Uh, yeah, you probably do that. Ooh, the orange. I like the orange color in this thing. The hot pepper red is what it's called. And we we do red. have two booster grams from CSB who came oh, in with eighty fifteen twice. The first one was before the show, and he just said, "Please visit www.csb.lol.coramak." And then See, I think that's a better domain for him than he old his old one well the other one the, was the for, lol one yeah well that was for a show that doesn't exist now i know but but the um this is a better domain overall now the one that he just sent during the show he said he sent it through podcastindex.org he's testing that to see if that works oh, let's see if, if anything showed up on my end. and he still just wants people to visit www.csb.lol and then he keeps and having that Polish. Gotten, uh, anything from that. So there you go. Interesting. So it's always failing. It doesn't matter whether it was uh, from Fountain yeah, or from Podcast Index. If it's mm-hmm. a different, although, are the funds in Podcast Index? That's, uh, are, no Fountain, are they all pulling the funds from Albi? They may be. I don't know. It's interesting. When the, some things oh, work and some things don't. Hold on, I might have gotten it. Eighty fifteen, you... so you should have got. Yes, little... I got four thousand. Oh, finally! There you... we go. We fixed it. <laughs> you finally got a CSB boost. The yes. funds are flowing. Nice. nice, exactly. Get get some of that Polish money coming in here. Yeah, well, Korwa Mock, right back to you, CSB. Hey, uh, I don't know if you saw. There was a little video that I I posted on No Agenda Social that talked about Poland becoming the new financial powerhouse in Europe. Well, that's why we all have to get there. And the that's Polish women are beautiful. Yeah, if you like blondes. Um, yes. Okay. Anonymous right. boosted 333. Thank I you. I like them redheads myself. But. Well, then you want to get to Ireland. Scotland. Ooh. More redheads than Ireland. Yeah, but scotch is not as good as Irish whiskey. And I know 90% of the world will disagree are you with kidding me. me. I know. See, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. I've tried. No, them. I, I like. Give me, give me some of that Isla whiskey. I, you know, I although I don't drink anything now due to the, you know, the yeah, I don't pattern. either. Which is funny because uh-huh. we got two guys that don't drink anymore talking about whiskey. Maybe but. we, you know, I guess we, do we? The reality is we can enjoy up to the point of swallowing it. So it's kind of like mm. the I didn't inhale Bill Clinton thing. Mm. I guess we could still take the whiskey, swish it around in the mouth, and then just spit it on out. Yeah, I don't think I would enjoy that. Seems like a waste. Well, it seems like a waste, and frankly, I don't really want that whiskey in my mouth because some of it will get absorbed right through the mouth as well. That's true. And you might get mouth cancer. Well, you might get mouth cancer without the whiskey, too. Ah, that's true. Depends on how much ass you're eating. 
Well, wait, what? 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 Uh, What? There, you know, I thought I already had a cold opener for the show. That, yeah, you're not going to be able to beat that one. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Yeah, no, take the time. Yep. Stamp. Uh Yep. I hit M. That's it. All you got to do. We get it. You pull up the audition page that's currently rolling all the Uh recordings, and you just hit M, and it makes a little line there and it, it just there you go it's perfect because it's still yeah. there after you render it down to the stereo file that it turns into mm-hmm. but oh, this, this is, is interesting the only truck that you can get with without a full size four doors is the ranger you could still get the ranger with the little half door in the back is it still a gas powered or is it electric because electric now has different yeah uh standards from the epa yeah. yeah so the 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 little truck not the ranger the uh the maverick that you can get an electric as well because that's what they're pushing they want yeah. you to be electric and then when the grid goes uh, down as it has in austin before then everybody's like well oh, what it do goes I do? down here like ridiculously and the heat wave, man, I hear the heat there is just insane right now. That's like 180 degrees here. Have you ever had this kind of heat before, Gene? We, uh, we have need boots on the ground. I have had heat like this in the past, yes. Oh, wait. <laughs> but you were supposed to say, no, it's never been like this. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's global uh, warming, obviously. In, in uh, 2011, so 12 years ago, it was almost identical. Uh, we had over a hundred days in a row of over 100 degree heat. And, uh, I think this year is very comparable. And the worst part of it isn't even the, the heat itself. I mean, the heat's not great, but the worst part of it is it doesn't rain that entire time. So my grass is totally brown. Uh, the, just in general, Austin, which typically keeps green grass, Unlike Dallas, Dallas, like you expect brown grass every year, no matter what. But here in Austin, it's a little more wet, so there's a little more greenery here. But this year, there's like nothing. The last rain we had, I think, was in May. And when everything dries out, then there is a fire risk. Yes, absolutely. There is definitely a fire risk, which is interesting because the fires in Hawaii don't make any freaking sense to me because you're like, there's a lot of moisture as shit. I, like, I've been to that little village that burned down. Uh, I've literally been there. And uh, it's, it's moist there. It's humid. There's a fog every morning. I don't understand how the hell Hawaii got so dry that a fire could get out of control. Arson? Maybe. I mean, yeah, but still, if it's like, you're not going to have fire True, you could start that gets it, out of control in a... Uh, rainforest well i was intrigued because no agenda did start yesterday with adam playing clips from i believe it was 2016 and 2018 with Mm -hmm. huge fires in hawaii probably from lava i don't remember if that was or just Mm. now if there is a lava fire and you have a hurricane nearby then the winds can definitely blow some stuff around sure sure. but this is also not the first time there have been fires in hawaii and as you're saying with the heat temperature that the the heat or the temperatures in uh, texas or both if 
anybody would care to go back and look at the records, because, I mean, I think they kept records on these things. You would be able to tell instantaneously that this is not such a new thing. Like, oh, my God, this is the first time. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. You go back into the 1800s where they had records on stuff and it's like, it's deadly hot. And they pretend mm-hmm. like, no, this is new. But they mm-hmm. also never want to talk about the activity of the sun. It's hilarious. Because I will listen to any argument you have about why the planet is getting warmer or colder. Mm-hmm. But if you're totally discounting what's happening with the sun, I will just walk away because you're not being honest or you're just too stupid to understand how the whole system works. Because yeah. it has a very big effect. But nobody ever talks about that on the left. It's never like, well, this could be the sun is closer right now than it has been for years, or there's more sun activity, or nope, nope. All those people, those are the ones I like to take a nice 300-watt halogen light bulb, turn it on, then take their face and keep moving it closer. And like, do you feel something? Mm -hmm. And when they scream, you're like, well, that's the sun. So your argument is the earth gets closer to the sun and therefore it gets hotter? Well, at times, and the sun has a higher activity. If you dim that bulb, it gets a little bit cooler. But if you turn it mm-hmm. all the way up, it gets warmer. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's 100% of it, but I think I was going to say everybody knows, but I don't think that's the case. I think most people understand if the sun were to extinguish itself today, we'd all yeah. be very cold very quickly. We'd all be dead very quickly. Uh huh. Well, you'd yeah. be very cold and then you'd be dead very quickly yes it's like this is not a small part of what warms the earth the sun this thing this ball in the sky it's in fact the only thing that warms the earth Uh uh-huh now the earth may be able to retain a little bit more of that heat but yes that's where the heat's coming from yeah the earth does not have very good insulation and so the retention of heat uh while it's there is some it's pretty crappy and so we're constantly having to run the furnace stay warm see brooklyn points out it takes seven minutes for the light to go from the sun to the earth so i guess if it goes out we have seven minutes to party (laughs) then it's over but we Uh won't even know so that's the beauty that's right you won't know because the, the the amount of time it takes for that signal to come through is ironically no faster than the amount of time it takes for the light to get here right you might get a quarter of a second like uh oh and then everything goes dark the light itself is actually a little faster than the signal oh well okay you'll so yeah so you will get the lights will go out and then you'll get the message yeah that they'll just say you're so russia launched a uh, mission to the moon yesterday wow yeah, you know, I can't understand this. It seems like the economy in Russia's doing okay. People are out. They're buying things. Their malls are packed. Mm-hmm. Everything is good. These yeah. sanctions don't seem to be doing anything. No, I posted a video from Russia uh, this morning that said that sanctions aren't doing anything. Um, I was just playing into that. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, so but yeah, there was a flight out. It was a uh, spacecraft that's going to land on the moon. And uh, it's got a little laboratory on it to do some testing and things out there. Uh, it is actually the first space mission 
uh, to the moon that Russia has set up ever since the Americans faked the moon landing. Well, then the Russians will be able to tell if we were there or not. Well, then they're not going to the same place that we allegedly were. Different part of the moon? Yeah, they're they're going to the um uh the I think it's the northern pole. They're always worried about the poles, those Russians. I don't get it. I know, you gotta watch the poles, man. But yeah, they're gonna be uh so this is the first mission that is supposed to determine the best site for the base. They're gonna build a whole moon base is the plan. That's the plan, um, and uh, be able to then have readily available water, which is why you go to the pole. Um, and once you have water available, you got everything available, because water is fuel. It is life. Well, on, more importantly, it's fuel. Because I, I don't think anyone wants moon life, but moon fuel would be pretty handy. And then uh, they can actually start mining uh helium three on the moon and then uh bringing it back to earth what is helium three so it's a uh it's a very abundant thing on the moon but not on earth and used for energy i mean will it be helpful with electric cars or uh you know saving the planet uh well it's it's for uh, yeah uh sure saving the planet why not uh but it's basically um it could be used for fusion and uh, fusion is the future of energy obviously so having a readily available source of helium three for fusion reactors uh is going to mean that there's i hate to use the word cheap because we know it ain't going to be a cheap nothing's ever cheap but um cheap in terms of raw resources it's a very cheap form of energy so russia will have a leg up well no china's already got a base in the moon oh well okay then yeah are they going to fight on who gets to get the most helium three out I of think there the russian one is going to the opposite side as the chinese one so are they gonna plenty of, are they gonna build a pipeline maybe back to the earth between the two yeah maybe or just back no. to the earth then that'd be good too um it'd be like the space elevator concept can't we just have a big tether from the uh from the moon from the moon to the earth you could yeah it'd be interesting i mean it would be it would have to be to a uh a tether from the moon to a like not really the earth ground it would you could have a, a tether dropping down toward the earth but because the earth itself rotates right you know every 24 hours if you had a tether between the earth and the moon it'd be a yo-yo effect that'd be awesome you would wind yeah you would like pull the moon back and then <laughs> throw it throw it further away and then pull it back in that, you know that so, could work and remember the earth and the moon uh both spin around each other no the earth yeah. is flat i thought yeah well the flat earth is spinning around the round moon oh that makes sense uh yeah now, so this is where we explain science so anybody can understand it uh, yeah this is totally how 
yo-yos and pizza pies yeah oh, that's how we explain things that we uh, see now pizza pies everybody's like now i understand uh-huh uh-huh exactly wait but they're like is it thin crust or is it stuffed or deep dish what do we got going well chicago style right yeah which is the deep dish overall but the thin crust mm-hmm. is better you, you, yeah, you sent me a video of somebody you that was like that. yeah thin crust totally better mm-hmm. i did yeah i thought you'd like that and i don't mind a good deep dish or stuffed pizza every now and then but mm-hmm. for the the day-to-day pizza day-to-day it's hard to beat pizza. the thin crust and they aren't day-to-day anymore As, because yeah i was gonna say uh, check with your heart before you do the, the day-to-day pizza yeah you don't want to do that well and it is cost prohibitive now if you're buying from pizza places because they're mm-hmm. i don't know what they're thinking except that they want more money well yeah but they're getting out of control and pizza is and i have a buddy that runs a pizza joint and he's like pizza is like the mm-hmm. cheapest thing in the world to make he's like these big pizzas are like five bucks the ingredients on mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. Yeah. so when they're selling them for like 35 40 it's like you're just getting a little bit greedy but I am considering. I mean, Although, I, don't, I don't know, man. A deep dish pizza has more than five bucks of. Well, yeah, deep dish. You told a me. regular, like I'm flat, talking thin you know, crust, skinny pizza. Yeah, yeah, thin crust probably is about five. I mean, I like uh, that. The, my favorite style is still the Neapolitan, and I would love mm-hmm. to get one of these. It seems like there's a few different choices now for ovens that you can get for mm-hmm. home use somewhere mm-hmm. outside. You know, there but there are a couple now they've made that are inside ovens that get up mm-hmm. to maybe eight nine hundred degrees which for a home oven's pretty damn hot yeah that's damn hot and you can make your pizza in a couple of minutes on a wood stone totally and that's a much healthier way to go as as much as uh, yeah and i i those are great um like i've eaten uh pizza in in rome that was made in a a stone oven like that ah the roma the oven's probably 500 years old maybe maybe but uh it definitely doesn't go in there for very long no you like have to spin it like every 30 seconds otherwise it's gonna burn but yeah it's in it's in there just for a few minutes but honestly i think that the best invention that we've ever come up with for the food industry is the uh the automated pizza ovens uh with the um uh Keep thinking escalator it's not an escalator it's a conveyor belt that's what it is oh it's like the ones that you have in the restaurants all the fast food pizza places use them right i remember when those first hit the scene it was like a freaking miracle because what we used to do in the old <laughs> well, days for you I, you're like wow pizza comes right out cooked i've i've worked pizza a number of times uh <clears throat> and i've worked for all the big pizza companies in the past and uh you used to burn your arms your like you know uh the what what is that part of your arm called like the uh your forearm yeah i guess it'd be the forearm yeah yeah when you're exactly. pulling it out of the yeah, yeah. extra hot oven. exactly right when you're not like seven feet tall and you're trying to pull a pizza out of there <laughs> you have to really reach in That's you why have you to the long reach pole. over your head and you've got the long pole and you reach ends burns are inevitable you always end up getting burned in those stupid things because uh they you know you can't just have an oven that's at like eye level with that's it you have to have multiple layers of uh the ovens because we need both flat right. so you can fit multiple ones in there but when they came out with that conveyor belt and and you can tweak it 
you can set it on the perfect temperature and then you can adjust the speed of the belt to determine uh how much uh you like how crispy of a crust you can get and it works awesome love those things they're not cheap but man if you don't have like a conveyor belt pizza oven in your house you don't know what you're missing well how many do you have i mean you probably have a backup then (laughs) backup pizza Uh no man i'm trying to lose weight i don't do the pizza anymore wow that's depressing Mm -hmm. but you know what's really good have you ever tried and i am not i mean i am a pizza snob and i am not a fan of most frozen pizzas they're mostly garbage yep the home run in frozen pizzas are really good Hmm. if you have them available out there and Mm. i just looked it up to see what they're still going for because they were always fairly cheap now at our local grocery store still seven bucks a piece 6.99 well let me check the hebs and see if they got them here it's a different Uh, kind of a crust it's a very buttery crust home run in oh yeah they have chicago's home run premium pizzeria 10 bucks yeah so ours are seven here but i mean they have to ship it all the way to texas they so do, that makes sense do. try one of those if you if you get a chance the, just um, the, the straight out sausage pizza it's delightful sausage 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 you got to get a little home run in sausage uh, pizza. yeah i can get a personal one for four or fourteen. Ooh, that's a bargain the personal ones here are like 419 so that's about the same they're just ganking mm. you on the the larger ones yeah it looks like the larger's are actually more expensive than the personal ones I mean per ounce. Yes. Uh it looks like eight fifty nine is retail, six ninety nine on sale here. Oh really? Yeah, nine nine thirty four for the uh, large ones. Thirty two ounce or meat lovers. But well, it comes for meat out, lovers that'd be all right. For yeah. pepperoni nine thirty four, that's kinda ridiculously priced. It is a little expensive for that. But I mean it's better than any of the other frozen pizzas. Do you like the pepperoni? I do. I don't. It's a, it's I mean it's not something you want every day. Yeah, it's it's the wrong kind of spice. I don't want that. I don't mind the spice, but it can be a little greasy. Oh, it's definitely greasy, yeah. But sausage is also greasy, but sausage I like. Now you put sausage and pepperoni on, you let them fight it out. No, you just don't put the pepperoni. I, whenever I I've gotten pizza like takeout or whatever, I've I've always like I would get a meat lovers and I would take off or well have them i was gonna say you could just order it that way you don't have to order extra pepperoni and then take it off (laughs) no right no i i do i i generally will substitute canadian bacon for the uh, pepperoni that's not bad i've really with the uh, the local place here they have the um the option Mm -hmm. to do black olives and feta i think we've talked about that before Mm -hmm. that is a Mm -hmm. great combination if you want it to be a little more filling, add some uh, grilled chicken to it. And it's a delightful pizza. Mm-hmm. But yeah, try that. Cool. And it's it's perfect. It's the perfect frozen well, pizza. Just for you, I'll try it. But, you know, I may end up getting a heart attack or something. <laughs> well, you know, again, it's uh, half a wand, six of the other, nah, whatever they nah, say. It's no difference. We all got to go at some point, right? Yeah, you may as well be happy doing it. Uh, So... Are you still drinking lemons? I have not recently. I should. I need to restart. I yeah. haven't either. And I just watched the video that reminded me. And they have a slight twist on the lemon recipe. Ooh, what do they tell, they tell you to you do twist. now? So you start. It's the same basic start as, as what we've been doing. It's, you take whole lemons. You blenderize them. 
you take the but lemon the, oil, you do, you want to put it in a little hot water or something first to get the plastic off the outside, the wax I mean, off. I prefer the plastic myself. Really, you keep the wax it. in? It, it has oh, a weird, yeah. it has a very weird uh, mouthfeel with the wax. The gives it a more of a, um, more of a thicker flavor. But it's, it's wax and it doesn't it's emulsified taste wax. good. Yeah, I know yeah. it's emulsified wax, but... I prefer and to wax off. If you prefer wax okay, on, well, that's fine. You, you like wax off? That's, yeah. You can wax off all you want. Wax if, off if, all if you day like long. Waxing off. Yeah. I mean, that's your prerogative, I yeah. guess. Definitely. Is the wife mine at all? Or? No, not at all. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, <clears throat> I'll just wax on myself. But uh, So the, the twist is the following. There's a few more ingredients. Uh, first of all, chuck a clove of garlic in there. Ooh. Garlic has a shit ton of antibacterial properties and they recommend checking the clove of garlic in there that's interesting i, I have well, some uh, garlic pills so i mean i know that's supposed to be I, great for it's heart funny health. i take those myself back but uh gar- you know if fresh garlic's good and then uh put a little splash of apple cider vinegar in there. now you're saying it's already kind of sour why would you put the vinegar in there well <clears throat> what's a different kind of sour apple cider vinegar yeah it it has uh some really good immune uh, supportive functions in there and then uh a dash so you you got you chuck a clove and then you add a splash of the vinegar and you put a a dash of cayenne pepper in there a dash okay a dash of cayenne pepper can i use cayenne powder i've got a lot of cayenne powder well yeah pepper powder yeah cayenne pepper powder so dash of it um and then uh then you have something that has all the benefits of the fits of the lemon plus a few additional things and <clears throat> it still mostly tastes like lemon i've only done this once i've only tried this recipe once so but i think i'm going to try doing this on a regular basis I'm, I'm interested the is the ginger lemon ginger that seems like it might actually mm-hmm. go well together well and i think the garlic will go pretty well in there as well i'm sorry i said ginger i meant garlic yes yeah yeah I mean, lemon ginger is a flavor that a lot of people like. Um, you, you're welcome to put ginger in there. I don't know that it's going to do a whole lot for you health-wise, but ginger tastes good. You're just right. It's, you're looking for something that it doesn't taste horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's anti-parasitic. I guess if you feel you might have parasites, ginger's always good. Uh, it's always possible. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess you just have to check whether or not you're married for that one we are uh, not professional dietitians this is not health advice this is cooking we're allowed to do cooking talk show thing yeah this is the best cooking show anybody's ever heard that's right so that's it that's the ingredients uh lemon garlic a little bit of apple cider a little bit of cayenne pepper in a blender with uh either a little bit of ice or a little bit of water your choice are you picky about your lemons? Do they have to be organic? You don't care. I like the small lemons myself. I feel like the small lemons have thinner skin. Which you know would probably give about. you right. They're, that would... The smaller ones, uh, they're like uh, maybe two inches in diameter. The bigger ones are like three and a half. And that's true because the, the more rind you're going to get, the more you're going to be moving away from the liquid yeah well the rind is good i mean ultimately well, the best the part of the lemon is actually are. the skin yeah like if you could just eat lemon skin Ew. without the rind or lemon inside that's probably all you need 
It's all you need for a healthy colon, kids. <clears throat> yeah, because that's where all of the the oils are, and uh, uh, in fact, uh, an awful lot of the vitamin C is in the skin as well. People think it's in lemon. I need to get the blender back out, get that thing rocking. Get it blending away. And then the only thing I would tell people, and you will, I'm sure will agree with this on, on this recipe, is you can't batch make this stuff because no. it oxidizes very quickly. So you literally have to make it and instantly drink it. If you leave it in the fridge for an hour, it'll taste way worse. Make it, drink you, it. Yeah. Put a little bit of honey in there if you really think it's too sour, but I don't yeah, usually I mean, don't. Honey is look, if you're if you're not trying to be super careful about calories, absolutely put honey in there because honey is also really good. It it's uh, antifungal. And it's all natural. You and remember, this is a in. cooking show, not a right. medical show. Right. And you can just have that as a delightful summer beverage. Mm-hmm. Which uh, probably be good. I was used to was doing that when I had the uh, blender hooked up in the kitchen here for uh, yeah. for riding the bike. I'd go. I would make that. Now I'm just taking one of the Nun N U U N is the brand. They make the little mm. tablets that are electrolyte. So I just pop one oh, yeah. of those in a water bottle. Have you lemon. tried um um what's it called? It's uh oh is it bigger oh. than a bread box it's bigger than a bread box no it's smaller than a bread box it's uh god damn what was that movie uh soylent have you tried Soylent? no i have not tried the soylent green i hear it's people uh spoilers okay so try the vanilla soylent it's actually pretty good yummy i i would recommend it soylent has uh 100 of all the daily nutrients that a human needs along with all the calories and everything else because it's made of people so it has everything that you need all in one drink right because it is and, people because it is people and so but the vanilla one in particular i think tastes better the chocolate not so good um and then the strawberry not so good but the the vanilla soylent is uh worth it i did i did that for about a month i lived on nothing but soylent everybody's got to do what they got to do well i'm just saying i mean if you're if you're like riding your bike thing the sound thing makes total sense well you always could use a little extra people in your life well who couldn't exactly right we just got a big boost from uh -oh. the one and only clip custodian who said oh wow send in a row of ducks twenty two thousand two hundred and twenty two satoshis during the Soylent part of the show. What kind of a sicko See, are you, people, Clip Custodian? People like the, uh, the cooking aspect of our show. Uh-huh. No doubt about we, it. We ought, to, we ought to do a show called uh, cooking.something. Yes, cooking.ai. Oh, is that available? Yeah, we should snap it up. Well, I'm sure because AI.cooking was the other show. Oh, we could well, do the cooking opposite. Cooking.ai is probably available, yeah. Could be. Cooking yeah. with AI. You can do everything with AI. You could, in fact. But the clip custodian says he was digging the recipes. There you go. Oh, see, there you go. We ought to do more, uh, more cooking stuff. And as and mentioned the last time we talked about the lemons, a lot of people, mm -hmm. when they hear, take a whole lemon, put it in a blender, including the skin and rind. Yeah. They're like, what? Yeah. But it doesn't yeah. come out horrible. It actually it, comes out really good. I was surprised absolutely. the first time as well, but you yeah. need also, you need like the super duper Vitamix or that level of blender. You don't yes. want to put this in your old fifties blender. No, it's you, 
the way that it should be blended with the multi-horsepower blenders like the Vitamix um, is to a consistency of a, a shake. You should not have little chunks of lemon in there. If right. you have chunks of lemon after blending it for 30 seconds, then you need a different blender. You want to be as liquid as you can get. Yeah, it should be absolutely liquefied. And then I found, I mean, I don't think you do this usually, but I found Mm -hmm. that then putting in ice cubes until it's the consistency of like a slushy also worked Mm -hmm. really well. Yeah. So I was generally just using cold water in there. Uh, Like I usually keep a a thing of uh, um, distilled water in in the fridge. So. I just put some of that in there, but you could use ice cubes if you uh-huh. wanted to, sure. Get you a nice slushy. And that, it, if you don't like the texture because of the rind and because of the skin, the ice actually kind of hides that even more. Well, it desensitizes your mouth. This is That's one of those too. things that a lot of uh, foodie people uh, are very careful about is the temperature of the food. Um, it affects the ability of your mouth to taste as many of the uh, flavors. So if things are too hot or too cold, you're going to miss a lot of the salty. So you have to really be careful. Be, yeah, your, your ideal temperature for eating things is 100 degrees Fahrenheit. But now if you're drinking some, this is why people put whiskey that people that aren't whiskey drinkers, if you have a strong mm-hmm. like bourbon or something, they put a lot mm-hmm. of ice in it because it's like, oh, well, that makes it better. It's like, no, it's yeah. just, no, you're not tasting it. Exactly. Yeah. If you're drinking expensive whiskey, please don't put anything in there. If, if you have somebody that insists it tastes better with water, it's literally one drop of water. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly. Which is weird because I've done tests on this back when I drank mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like it should make any sense. It's probably right. more of a, psychological thing but if you put just if you're putting any water in that shot of whiskey Mm -hmm. absolutely right it's one drop literally not yep more so one drop from a stopper yeah and it's just enough allegedly to break up the molecules to open it up a little bit whatever is allegedly happening well and and there is exactly that it's chemistry is happening because what happens when you put the water in is that um water propagates to areas of more um that are, that have a higher concentration of things other than the water basically it's it's the way that um osmosis works right is that if you have salty water on one side and and unsalty water on the other side of a membrane uh osmotic membrane then it will pull the water from the freshwater side to the saltwater side because water will always move towards where the largest concentration of other um chemicals are whether you know salt or anything else so when you do that with alcohol what you're doing is you're exciting the liquid in the glass because that water drop will start propagating at a relatively fast pace throughout that entire glass. And it's actually moving all the molecules around. Uh, and it is changing 
with very little water, it is changing the taste very quickly. And this, this is something that, um, I think people have to experience to really understand because it, it, you're absolutely right. It doesn't look like one drop should change the flavor. Or something. Right. But how does. many drops are there in a, in a shot glass? Two ounces is probably thousands and thousands of drops of something. It's at least hundreds. I would bet it's thousands. I don't know how, I, how many drops per teaspoon do you think there is? I'd well, say probably at least a hundred, maybe 200. Because a, a normal shot glass is what? An ounce and a half. Yeah. I would say, uh, you know, a, uh, a drop. I don't know. I would think it's like one, one hundredth of that or something like that. Or maybe it depends on what your dropper is, uh, handling, I suppose. Let's see yeah, how many drops in an ounce. How many drops in a drop? <laughs> like convert drop uh, to fluid ounces. Hey, well, okay. 0. 0.05 milliliters. Usually about 20 drops per milliliter. So it is 591 drops allegedly per fluid ounce. Really? It seems yes. like it'd be way more than that. No, see, you're, okay. you have a problem with spatial relationships. Clearly. But it's interesting. It is, this is again, it's like this is where else are you going to hear this kind of scintillating conversation? I know, right? Talking about drops of water. Like how many drops? So, I mean, in one and a half ounces, if that's your average shot glass, which I think it is, that would be 887. So, you know, get closing in on a thousand so drops. It, 20 drops per milliliter is what they're saying seems to be the standard. But if you think hmm. about that, if it's a if it's one shot of whiskey and you put one drop in, it's, it's about one one thousandth of yeah. the glass. But it's enough. It's enough so, to change that profile. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You're 500 to whatever number was correct. That is crazy. The Drops are bigger learn. than I thought they were. Yeah. Well, it depends on what your dropper is, I would guess, as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking standard dropper, but there's multiple sources saying that there's 20 drops per milliliter. The more you learn. So, yeah. That's... uh interesting stats but it definitely well i guess maybe one five hundredth all of a sudden doesn't seem like it's all that weird no <laughs> nope not at all uh-huh well there you go it changes changes the flavor and if anybody has any other good ideas on what to put into the lemon mix sounds like people are gonna say whiskey at this point right it could be like hey if you really want to forget that you're drinking a lemon put a lot of whiskey in and and lemon when it's blended in whole does not taste like lemon juice correct because that i think you were afraid of that when i first told you about this right it would be like this is gonna be horrible like, well i'm gonna drink straight lemon juice from a lemon you're insane but like, it does not taste like that at all because uh when you blend the whole thing with the skin it's a much more mild flavor and it's a different texture than yeah. what you would get yeah. with lemon juice it does have more of that shake vibe as you've said and if you put a little extra, you know, in there, you get, you know, if you don't like the straight lemon juice, but it is not horrendous. And of course, cooling it down, a little bit of ice can help you there. Yeah. Or leave the, the wax on if you want it thicker. And you can also just go, I mean, there is this thing that uh, back in the 80s were really popular called smoothies. I, I'm thinking they still yeah. make them today. I think so. But At throw a straw, right. Throw a strawberry or two in whatever you want, and it will uh, 
Mm. Now, granted, you're going to start sugaring up your. Yeah, strawberry. I wouldn't put a strawberry in. That's not. You're anti strawberry? Yeah. I mean, strawberry is one good. of the most useless things out there. You want some goji berries or some blackberries? What do you want? Something, something with yeah, a high antioxidant. Those are, those are both better. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, the strawberry is just worthless. Cherries, maybe some nice Michigan cherries. I mean, if you're trying to increase your your glycemic of cyanide, then sure. <laughs> well, yeah, who isn't? I know, right? Well, some of us are already done with that routine. If you're always afraid that somebody might be poisoning you, just do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't take long. It's like six months. To get your tolerance up? Yep. Totally. I, this is something you've researched before, I'm guessing. Maybe. If you have any health tips, just reach out to us here at the Unrelenting Show. Yeah, we don't do health tips, but we do re- food recipes. If we do food recipes, right, unrelenting.show. If you would like to support the show and be more like Dale in Australia, go to yeah. unrelenting.show. Be more there, like Dale. There is a PayPal button right there. I don't know if I ever put crypto or anything like that, because then the whole splitting thing is... Uh, Too complicated for you. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. It's it's PayPal or it PayPal's is uh, barely not complicated for you. Podcasting 2.0. And hey, as we said last time, somebody needs a bit where all you can do is create a PayPal account that automatically just gets split to two yep. people. Why don't they exactly. do that? Exactly. That would make life so much easier. Wait, I think Venmo allows you to do that. Do they? Because I would. I believe add. Venmo lets you put in two different email addresses. Because if there's somebody that does that, that's what we should be yeah. using on everything. But Venmo's for the for the kids so we're not allowed to use it it's we're not hip enough we're not hip enough no no you doing anything exciting this weekend while it's 140 degrees out in texas (laughs) um what am i doing this weekend i really need to get my oil changed in my car wow i mean that sounds like scintillating uh activities so exciting you're not going to watch elon blow any rockets up into the sky or anything uh no they just did a test just recently of the uh, water deluge system that went well seemingly there's tons and tons of water vapor that was good how many positive flights does elon need to have before you would take a seat on the rocket which uh, the new one yeah uh, whichever the, he's i'm assuming he's that's where the his is going to wind up at some point where people will be able to take rides mm-hmm. on him yeah yeah well like to the moon that's already been sold there's already one that, that I like. There's people that I watch that are going to the moon now. Wow. Would you go yeah. to the moon with Elon? Um, I don't know. I would go to Mars. I'm not sure about the moon. Well, Mars would be a one way trip. Yeah. That's why I would go. And you're like, this, is, this is why I'm fine with it. Yeah. Gene's totally. like, is anybody going to try to stop me? Anybody? <laughs> like, See you later, Gene. <laughs> uh huh. Can we still exactly. podcast from Mars? What's the latency like? Oh, totally. We could do, still do a podcast because, you know, we couldn't do a live stream, but we could do a podcast for sure. Right. It would be you would say something. I would get the message, respond, and there would be like, what, five minutes between each uh, little segment. I'm trying to remember what the latency on that is. I think I think it's more than that. Um, I I thought it was more like 10 minutes, but wow. maybe I'm wrong. That would yeah. definitely add a lot of advertising space in the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Between every message. You look at this up. Latency between Mars and Earth. How long does it take? 
Mm-hmm. How long? Let's see if it says here. NASA Mars. It generally takes about five to 20 minutes for a radio signal to trans. Okay. So I was right. It's like, oh yeah. Like depending on planet position. So that makes sense. All this spinning and moving mm-hmm. five to 20 minutes. We would have to try to get the podcast in when it was at the five minute level. Yep. And then we just sell five minute ads. So I talk and that there would be very little talk over at that point as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. I think it would be pretty cool, pretty awesome to do a Mars podcast like that. But yeah, Mars talk show would not work too well. Help send Gene to Mars. Donate to Unrelenting. And we will be back next week. Same Unrelenting time. Same Unrelenting channel. From Mars. Or somewhere near Mars.